You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. In today's episode, we're talking about dating safely. This is the second in a three-episode series. It used to be that our biggest worry in dating was ruining our reputation. These days, you can lose your identity, your life savings, your freedom, or your bodily safety by dating. Keep listening for more details on how to date safely. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. In today's episode, we talk about dating safely. It used to be that our biggest worry in dating was ruining our reputation, right? But today, I'm going to give you some key information on pointers on how to stay safer when you're dating because you don't want to risk your life savings, your identity, your freedom, or your bodily safety by dating. So did you know that recently the Federal Trade Commission reported that more than $1.3 billion dollars was stolen from people through romance scams in the U.S. in 2021. $1.3 billion. This is more than the past five years combined. I gave a source for this information in the show notes, by the way. So last year, 70,000 people, that's the size of a medium-sized town, 70,000 people reported that they were a victim of a romance scam, but it's actually way more than that because most people are embarrassed. They don't report it. And the average median loss for these people was $4,400. Isn't that crazy? It's actually much higher than 70,000 people because $1.3 billion was stolen from people. So a lot of people aren't talking about it. So I want to explain some safety steps for you when you're dating, and I want to give you tips on how to recognize scammers so you can avoid being scammed. It's really important. Some of the stuff on this episode may be potentially triggering or shocking to you, and I'm just letting you know that in advance because it's pretty outrageous, some of the things. I personally had a scammer ask me for $500,000. <laughs> he told me to sell my intellectual property from all the courses I've written. Like you could just sell that. Like there's an active market for that. And he wanted to have a million dollars saying that he was going to set up a cell site in the UK privately. And I used to work in the cell phone business and I know exactly what happens with the cell phone business is whenever they're building new components of a cell phone network, there are bids that go out and they go out to uh, government organizations. It's not done privately. And I kept telling this guy, dude, I used to work in the cell phone industry. That's not how this is done. He's like, well, I'm an engineer and I know and you don't. And whenever you hear someone talking to you like that, just know if they're intimidating you, manipulating you or pushing you into giving them money or they're saying, oh, I want to come to see you and I love you, but my kid is hurt or my mother needs surgery or I lost my wallet, you can be sure that is a scam, okay? 
it usually starts with them asking for gift cards. And really, it starts from the first contact when they first ask your name. And you just need to know one of the tells for scammers if they ask for your first name right away. That's one of the ways to know that they're an actual scammer. But I want to give you information to prevent you from actually having this experience because there are people who've been conned into laundering money for criminal organizations. There are people who've had their identities stolen. It's not just money that's being taken. It's other things too. And then also I want to give you information about how to be safe physically. Okay. So before we get to scammers, I just want to talk to you about safety tips real quickly. Hey everybody, if you're loving this show and you want to make a difference, please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. Okay, so first thing is don't use your real name anywhere on a dating site. Did you know that people can take your first and last name and they can also take your cell number and don't give out your cell number either, okay? I'll give you a tip for that as well. They can take your first and last name or your cell number. They can do a lookup and there are dozens of organizations that do this. One's called Intellius. And honestly, if you're dating... I would recommend that you use Intellius to verify people's actual identities. Um, it does cost money for a membership. It's I-N-T-E-L-L-I-U-S dot com. And I would go and I would identify that person that you're looking up. And you can find out if they've had court cases against them, they have liens against them, they have bankruptcies, if they have criminal record, you can find out names of their relatives, where they live. And that guy that asked me for $500,000, this is before I knew about Intellius. He said he was from Bel Air and he gave me a name. Well, what happened is later on, I looked up his name in Bel Air and the guy was 70 and this guy was pretending to be like 35 or something. So that's one way to know. The thing is, if you can look up this information about other people through a reverse phone lookup or a criminal record search or a background check, they can look it up about you. They can find out who your family members are. They can find out if like, you have income. They can find out if you've had a bankruptcy. They can find out where you live. And if you're a parent, they can find out where your children live and the names of your kid. That is scary. Okay, so I want to paint a bigger picture here. The thing is, we used to be scared about losing our reputations, but now you could be worried about losing your life. Now, I'm not going to be paranoid about this, but people have lost their lives through online dating. That has happened where you do have people who do physical damage to people or they hurt them or and their lives. So you need to have some common sense when you're dating. So first of all, don't give out your your full name when you're dating. When you give out a phone number, you're going to want to get a Google Voice number. Google Voice is an app you put on your phone. Then you attach, connect that to your cell phone number. So when you get messages from a different phone number, they show up on your phone. That way, if people call you, they're not actually having your real phone number. So they can't use your real phone number to look up information about you. 
Okay. That's really, really important. You don't want people finding out where you live. If you reject a lover or you tell someone you're dating, you're not interested. Some people don't take that well and they could try to show up at your house. They could try to scare you. They could try to do all kinds of things to you or people you care about. So don't give out your first and last name. You could give out your first name or you could use a screen name and then tell them what your real name is later after you trust them. You give out a Google voice number, not your actual number. You never give out your home address to somebody. Okay. I need to talk to you about what data scraping is. Okay. So in the past 10 years, we've had dozens of major hacks where they've stolen identity information from places like Equifax, from hospital networks, from Verizon. Major companies have had their data hacked into and they've gotten information about you. You can pretty much guarantee that somewhere on the dark web, your information is out there. It could be your first and last name. It could be your cell phone number. It could be your address. It might be your social security number. They've had DMV networks hacked into. It could be there's all kinds of information. And what these people do is they buy this data, some of which is partial. And then when you give them, silly enough, your information that could either help them guess a password or help them guess who you are, they look up what they already have and they fill in the blanks. So if someone starts asking you personal information that would lead you to like give out your mother's maiden name or would lead you to like the name of your first pet, like those are password questions, okay? If they start asking you these kinds of questions, you will notice they, they might block you but then all of a sudden, something is stolen or your identity is stolen. Before I knew about this, I stupidly gave people my cell phone number thinking that I was a potential dating prospect. And then they would vanish. And I'm like, why did these people vanish? And then I started getting these text messages from prostitutes and uh, people pretending they had a package for me and companies supposedly delivering something or Netflix saying that my membership was expired, even though I didn't have a membership with Netflix. What happens is these people, they take your data, they scrape it, and then they sell it on the dark web to other people who then try to use that information to scam you. Now, I mentioned $1.3 billion in romance scams, but in the last 10, uh, like year, excuse me, the last year, there have been $10 billion of scams in general. Cryptocurrency scams. Here's the thing you should know, that people that do romance scams are actually involved in larger criminal networks. And they have names for, these are cartels. There's a Canary cartel. They're the Yahoo boys from Nigeria. And what they do is they involve people. They make them think that they love them. And it's a script. You need to know this. There's an actual script. It's like 23 pages. And it's a script of things to say in interactions in online dating. First, they get your name. Then they try to establish some kind of a connection. Then they start talking to you. Then after about three weeks, they tell you they love you. I've experienced this personally, so I know this from experience. And as soon as they say they love you, like the next day, they're like, I think we should be business partners. Or, hey, 
I want to come see you, but I can't because I lost my wallet. Can you send me some money? There are so many stories of people giving money from their life savings or their social security, and they have no money, and they're giving people tens of thousands of dollars, and then it's all going away, and the person vanishes. It's so sad. It's heartbreaking. So from the top, don't give out your first and last name. Don't use your real cell phone number. You might want to consider using a service like Intellius or a different service. There are bunches of them. That's the one that I've used a bunch of times. And do a search. When someone, it's called reverse phone lookup. When someone gives you their number, you look it up. If it says it's a landline, it's likely a scammer. Not 100%. Sometimes that's a real person. But a lot, because if they're, um, if the person you're looking up has Google voice also, it will show that it's not, um, it will show that it's a landline because it's an app and it's through a computer. But scammers, if they say my cell phone is this number, but you do a lookup and it says it's a landline, they're doing it through a computer. So they're using an app and they're probably not a legitimate person. So just know that. Okay. The other thing is you need to meet people in public. This one boundary, which is I need to meet you in person is going to screen out so many people that are not either not a fit because if you're not looking for anonymous casual sex where someone shows up at your house, you're looking for actual interaction or, oh my gosh, love. (laughs) Requiring people to meet you in person for a date is going to screen out all kinds of inappropriate people. It's going to screen out married men. It's because they don't want us to be seen in public. It's going to screen out scammers because they're not even here. They're in Nigeria. They're in Lagos in Nigeria. They're in South Korea, excuse me, North Korea. They're in Russia and sometimes other places as well, right? So here's the thing. If you decide you're going to meet someone in person, it's going to screen out all kinds of inappropriate people, okay? It's going to screen out married men because they don't want to be seen with you in person. If someone is inappropriately young for you, like you're in your 50s and they're in their 30s, and they're afraid to be seen with you in public, it's going to screen out that person. Because there are a lot of younger people who lie about their age, and there are also older people who lie about their age. Once you meet them in person, you're going to know that they're lying about their age, or their appearance, or all kinds of things. If someone is a scammer, they could be in Nigeria. So just know there are whole groups of college students. Something like 80% of college students cannot pay for their tuition. And there's a whole cottage industry of scammers in Nigeria. They literally have like labs of computer labs where there are groups of these guys on computers and they have shifts. So if you see a profile that has Joe 54321, that's like his identity tag to get paid. Literally, these people will take shifts. So if you're ever talking to someone, their profile has perfect English, then you start talking with them and it's not perfect English. And then you talk to them later in the day and it's not perfect English, but it sounds like a different person talking to you. It is a different person because they have labs of people sitting there and they have shifts and they have identity numbers. And these people are usually batching about 20 people that they're scamming at any given time. And then they only get a commission. And so they're 
their uh, person that's running their lab, that's the person that makes money. And then this money is funneled up the food chain into cartels that are running drugs and cartels that are running weapons. Not kidding, guys. (laughs) It starts with romance scams and it goes up the chain. As a matter of fact, they also might try to rope you into laundering money. So if you ever have someone reach out and say, hey, it used to be I'm a Nigerian prince. That was the email 20 years ago. Now it's a, hey, I have a credit card and I can't because I'm from out like someplace else. I can't use it. But um, if you open a bank account, I can give you money from the credit card. Like I can give you $8,000 and then you give you just pay me back 7000 and you keep 1000 bucks. I actually know somebody this happened to. It was in a professional setting. They, you were using a stolen credit card. They gave her the money to prepay her for her services. And then she didn't know that they were using her to launder money. And I said, you have to report this to the FBI. And she goes, do I have to give the money back? I said, yeah, if you don't want to be an accessory to a crime. <laughs> this also happens in romance scam situations where they will say, hey, you know, like I said, I have a I have a check I can give you or I have a credit card, but I need you to give me some of the money back. Guess what? That's money laundering. So there is a podcast by Dina Temple Rastin, and it's really revealing. And she actually interviewed a Nigerian grad student, and he talked about how he was running his scam. I was scanning 20 people at a time, and the money that he scammed from these people was sent to his handler, and his handler would take that money, and he would get a commission of about 100 bucks a month. And he was scamming 20 people at a time. And he probably brought in thousands and thousands of dollars. Isn't that crazy? It's really crazy. So just know that this is a whole ball of wax. And you need to be really, really careful when these people are asking you for any sort of information. Okay? So a couple of other things to know, but we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you more specific information about some other things. Okay. This podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group, creating wellness through education. If you've wanted to learn about being an empath, healing, energy work, consciousness or massage we have online and in-person courses for you find us on facebook at hubbard education group that's hubbard education group or go to www.arielhubbard.com that's www.arielhubbard.com and if you're on clubhouse you can find ariel hubbard by looking up ariel hubbard a-r-i-e-l-h-u-b-b-a-r-d And we're back. All right. So how are you going to avoid being scammed? You're going to set boundaries and you're going to keep them. Remember how I mentioned it's important to require a date in person? If you require a date in person, these people will block you. As as soon as you say, you know, I'd really like to, to meet you. A lot of people will say, hey, I literally had a guy 
basically hit me up for sex. And I said, well, that's nice, but we need to meet in person to see if there's compatibility. And he left the conversation. I also asked him if he was single and gone. He was just totally gone. Okay. Anything that's shady, if they're having any of that stuff going on, they're not going to want to meet you in person, especially if they're in another country and they can't meet you in person. But you're going to see very quickly if someone's lying about their age, they're lying about their marital status, they're lying about anything. As soon as you meet them in person, you're going to pick up on that. Okay, so set boundaries. That's really, really important. Okay, just know that on a lot of online dating sites in the last 10 years, this has really accelerated. And on some sites like Plenty of Fish, I'm going to name that because it's from my own experience, more than 75% of these men were fakes. And honestly, for me, my experience with that, it was 90% on there. They were fake. I think they also target people who are older. And because I was over 50, I probably was being targeted by a lot of those people. So it's maybe the numbers are lower for younger people, but it's a lot higher for anybody over 50 because they, they're looking for people who are not technologically aware that they can con. Okay. You're going to look for inconsistencies in writing the profile versus how they communicate. Okay. Literally this morning, I was sent a message by a scammer. So in his profile, he said he was a gentleman and he didn't say gentleman like one word. He said gentle man. Okay. So that's a misspelling. He said, I, I would do anything for you, including changing a flat tire, but he spelled the word tire with the, the UK spelling, which is T-Y-R-E not T-I-R-E. If you notice that are, there are British spellings on profiles, if you see the word C-O-S or C-O-Z, that's a word that people from the UK or former UK colonies use. It's slang for because. Americans don't use that term. That's not an American term, right? So if you see somebody using the word COS or COZ in their profile or in their language and you ask them, so where are you from? Now, this guy, he said, I'm from Seattle, Wa. Like he said, the city and the state. Now, if you're local, why would you say what state you're from? You wouldn't say what state you're from. And then I said, so where'd you grow up? He said, born and raised in Newark, New Jersey. Now, he said something like, I want to... I look forward to getting to learn from you. Now, someone who conjugates English correctly would use the gerund and they'd say, I look forward to learning more about you, not I look forward to learn about you. So when you see grammatical errors, you see slang that's not American slang, right? You see them spell things incorrectly or the voice of the person when they're writing changes, meaning there was a shift change in the scammer lab. And now you're talking to guy B where you were talking to guy A. If you see inconsistencies, their profile is great, but the way they write, they say they're a petroleum engineer, but you live in Seattle, Washington. There are no oil fields around here. I literally would tease them and say, so where are you going to work? Because there aren't any oil fields around here. And they'd either leave immediately or they would make some kind of excuse. Like I like to try, I travel to, for work. And I've known people who worked in the oil industry and they usually work near where they live 
It's not like they're going to travel down to Texas from Seattle to go work in the oil fields. You know what I mean? I literally helped save a girl from, from getting conned because she'd been talking with somebody for three weeks who said he was a petroleum engineer. And I said, honey, that's a scammer. And she said, what? She started asking him questions and he was a scammer. Absolutely. So here's the thing. If you find that someone seems shady, block them. Don't just disengage, but block them and report them because the dating sites do track. And when they get enough complaints, they'll delete someone's profile off of a site. Remember that people also are looking to scrape data. So don't give them any personal data that would help them figure out your password or would help them figure out your identity. You have to get to know somebody to trust them before you give them your home address, your last name. And for God's sakes, do not give people your social security number. Okay. The other thing is remember that you want to pay attention to people who are from far away. Okay. There are people who are on sites who are legitimately from far away. But the question is, do you want to date someone who's far away? Do you want a long distance relationship? Because 90% of the time, that person is not a real person. They're saying, oh, I, I just want to get to know you. I just think you're so great. You're so beautiful. You're so fabulous. You're so wonderful. But I'm just, I'm careful. And I, you know, I need to get, my heart's been broken. And I just need to get to know somebody. You need to know a couple of other things. There are some dating sites who have unscrupulously hired models and then they hire someone to pretend to be a person and they will hire someone to talk to you. And I had a guy who would talk to me every Thursday between 6 and 9 p.m. Like every week or every two weeks for like six months, this guy did this. And Christmas Eve, one year, he said, I think you're an amazing person. I really like you. You're really cool. You're really fabulous. You're this, you're that. And I kept asking this guy, well, do you want to meet? Are you single? Yeah, I'm single. I'm just really careful. No, he wasn't available. He was an employee. Because after he said all that nice stuff to me, you'd think that someone said that great stuff, they would want to meet you. Nope. This guy blocked me. It's because he was an employee. That's what was going on with that. They hired him to retain people on the site. The reason why they want to retain women on sites is because they get their money from men. Men outnumber women, sometimes seven to one on certain sites, like Tinder, especially in Italy, okay? So they want the women to stay on there because they want men to get on there and they make their money from men. You need to also understand that it used to be that scammers were always getting on there for free, but now scammers are paying for membership. So now they're clients, and the algorithms on these dating sites, you'd think it's to match you to people that you want. But have you ever noticed on these sites that people are matched to you, but not the kind of people you want? It's what they want. They're matching paying members, for, and especially men, because they're using the women to attract the men on the sites. So you're not necessarily going to be matched with somebody that you want. Dating sites don't have a vested interest in matching you with what you want. They have a vested interest in keeping you on the site, just like Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook. They want to keep you on there so they can monetize you. Okay. So you may think if you're on there for free, that it's free, but they're not actually giving you matches that you're really looking for. They don't have a vested interest in doing that. They want to make money. 
Dating is a huge multi-billion dollar business. Even a few years ago, Match Group sold for $30 billion. This is a business designed to make money off of women by using them to attract men who will pay to get on these sites. So just know this isn't about you. This isn't to help you. And you need to be aware of that so that when you do use your time on the site, you're safe and you're careful. One of the things that was mentioned in the podcast by Dean at Temple Raston was not only that she talked to a Nigerian who worked in a lab with a bunch of other people scamming and then taking the money and funneling it up the food chain. And then that was going up the food chain. She talked about money laundering and she also talked about identity theft and how that was used. Literally, they get information, they scrape it, and then they use it to steal your identity. And she also talked about a script book. Scammers have a script book. They use that book for different scenarios. So one last tip I'm going to give you today. If someone sends you a message, you are the most beautiful angel. You stopped me in my tracks with the beauty of your eyes. You made my heart flutter. I would love to get to know you better. When you see language like that, copy it and paste it into a Google search. And nine times out of 10, you will see that pop up and you will see their articles like on AARP. They have all these articles with language from scripts, from scammers. You'll see it pop up on other websites. There, there's another website I'm going to give you that um, is a scam um, scam reporting site. I'm going to give that to you too. And um, basically you do a search and you'll see the script pops up in articles. And that's how you know this is a scammer. They're using a script. One last thing you should know about is military fraud. If you see someone posing as Doctors Without Borders, a petroleum engineer, they say they're in the military, things like that. Basically a job where they can't, I'm in the military and I'm overseas, but I'm getting ready to come back home and I want to meet somebody. That's a scammer. In my book, I have a information about that, but the American uh, military services are dealing with this too, where scammers are stealing pictures of military personnel and they're posting those up as their own pictures and they're pretending like they're in the military because they want to present themselves as trustworthy. It's really important for you to know if someone claims to be in the military, it's unlikely that the military would allow them to actually be on a romance site while they're overseas because it compromises security. (laughs) So if they pretend to be a judge, a cop, a military man, that's the term they use. Do you like a military man? That's probably a scammer. A couple of other tells, if they pretend to be religious, I pray to God Almighty that you have a beautiful day, they're a scammer also. I think they think that if you know they're religious, that somehow you're going to trust them more. So if you see overtly religious language, they're also probably a scammer. Okay, so today was packed with tips and information. In the next episode, I'm going to talk to you about how to be selective and how to make up your mind about how you're going to date what you're looking for, and what you want before you go out there. I want to thank you for listening and joining me today. I want to thank you for joining me today. I always am out there to empower you. Please share this episode with family and friends. 
And remember to move with your power and into your magnificence. Have a great day. Are you suffering from OIS or over it syndrome? OIS commonly affects parents, spouses, executives, and employees alike. Hubbard Health Solutions can reduce symptoms of OIS, such as stress, pain, unease, lethargy, and a general desire to escape. Ariel Hubbard, licensed massage therapist, customizes a treatment plan that addresses these symptoms and will transform you and your body so you feel human again. Contact Ariel by texting 971-319-2618 or go to arielhubbard.com to learn more about Hubbard Health Solutions. That's Ariel, A-R-I-E-L, Hubbard with an A, dot com.